God damn it. Uh, has he called back yet, Adam? No, I've been trying his uh, cell phone. I've been trying his landline. I tried his been... BlackBerry, his Palm Pilot. <laughs> Have you tried his grinder? I did try. Yeah, I reached. I made a bur- a burner grinder account. You coward. Well, you know, I'm a, a married man. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I made a burner grinder account. I hunted him down. I know, of course, his username, uh, which is. <laughs> Little Mike Big D at uh, <laughs> I guess you don't put an ad at the end of it but um, yeah I reached out to him and I even sent some pictures of Ray some shirtless photoshops I did of Ray but no and, response and didn't didn't even didn't even open them no. oh, oh god left on uh, unread is he okay I, I feel like I don't he know answers some things at some point yeah I mean we I haven't faxed him yet but we we got to record. I mean, I got to get back. Uh, you've got a thing, I think, right? I don't even think it's possible to record with two. Yeah. Well, Ooh, oh, that? that must be him. All right. Let's. All right. Let, oh, my God. Kalaji, what are you doing here? Good evening, gentlemen. Oh. Is that Mike? <laughs> no, it's Kalaji. Mike. Remember Kalaji Bullock, our uh, dear friend, our uh, author friend? Of course I remember Kalanji. Get on in here, this tight little RV. Yeah, come Ooh. on in. Welcome oh. to the uh, Winnerago, the the recreational vehicle. How are you? Mm. We haven't seen I'm... you in, oh gosh, what's it been, 27 weeks or something like <laughs> something that? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something exactly like that. Um, the smell here is, let me say, you know, what's the word for exquisite <laughs> but in the bad way? Distinguished. Okay. <laughs> I like distinguished. Distinguished. Yeah. Um, what are you doing in this uh, part of town? We're parked next to the old uh, steel mill. As usual. Well, I heard the sounds of, you know, my grinder account going off. <laughs> I was getting a lot of notifications. But I realized I didn't have my phone on me, so I just followed the sounds and ended up here. Oh, oh my God. And I then was... I realized my phone was in my back pocket. But, you know, oh. little details. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are you Little Mike Big D? <laughs> I've been making. I've been reaching out <laughs> oh, to the wrong person. Adam, oh. what a mistake! Oh, oh no! Oh, Mike, I know Mike's what account. Yep. Mike's account is Big, Big Mike, Mike Little D. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, well, it, it's well, fancy that you showed up here because uh, we're we're a man down. Yeah, um, we, we were about we to record. If, Remember uh, about twenty-seven weeks ago when you were on Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Is that still going on? Yeah, guys, actually, we uh, No, we didn't get canceled. <laughs> Not yet. We own the network. It's on its way. Um, we uh, we're actually about to record another episode. We're gonna. You you wouldn't happen to have uh, watched season two, episode five of Everybody Loves Raymond, have you? Golf. You say the funniest things. I actually did just watch the show. Just yeah. Just this particular episode, just now. Yeah, it w- it came on in my YouTube feed and you know i had paid for it so of course yeah wow <laughs> you rented it from youtube and then you you butt played one it. episode it played in your pocket yes yeah it it played and i, I heard it and i was mm-hmm. like well might not just like i shouldn't just listen to it you so may I'll as well watch it, it. yeah uh, you yeah may as well watch it no i i understand you wouldn't have had let me to, say to, yeah oh. go ahead no please oh, i i just it was two dollars well spent even if i didn't realize that i paid it god two dollars per episode (laughs) 
That's, you would, uh, that means you would pay $500 to watch everybody loves rain. God, that's that's, that's commitments. Yeah, that's that's a big ask. That's wow. the price of comedy. Yeah. Well, uh you wouldn't happen to have like formed detailed opinions about uh each scene and you know, and, would be and able are prepared to... to talk about it right now. Well, let me check my back. Oh, here. And I made a just randomly, uh a compiled list of notes and observations oh that I saw during, during the this show. This is a, a whole yeah. legal pad full. Wow. Mike doesn't yeah. do that much work. Mike doesn't yeah. do any work. <laughs> <laughs> he's on it. We're, you know, when we record, he's on his phone the whole time, fielding grinder messages, faxes, etc. He's a very in demand guy, or at least he was. I don't know what he's doing now. Now he's in demand in a bad way, or so I think. Yeah, mm. we did hear. Uh, Kalanji, you didn't happen to hear about that um, riot at the public storage facility in uh, in uh, South Lynbrook, did you? I did hear a little bit about it. I heard that the rampage went on far longer than the police were able to manage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It did sort of spiral out of control, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They toppled our Statue of Liberty, which is smaller than... It's sort of... If the regular Statue of Liberty were a Russian nesting doll and the Las Vegas one were the one inside of that one, ours is the one inside of the Las Vegas one. Um, uh, or it was until yeah. it was toppled into the sea. It's small, Ooh. yeah. It, it was more of just a puddle that it was tipped over into, but we can't get it back. It's no, gone it fell into the sewer grate. So. Yeah, it's gone. Um, which, of course, leads directly to the sea. So, Kalanji, mm-hmm. um, what have you been uh, up to? Have you... Here's a question. Uh, that we have asked one returning guest and we'll uh, now make a regular thing. Since you uh, last were on the show, have you kept up with Raymond? Have you gone back and watched Everybody Loves Raymond again in the seven months since you last watched it? Besides this past episode. Oh. Well, in a short answer, no. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and a much longer answer. <laughs> no, haven't had the time to. <laughs> well, that, that one thank was you a for giving sentence. us a yeah. reason. Yeah, yes. yeah. It no. it didn't seem. Uh, Raymond wasn't funny to me, and that in the one episode <laughs> okay. that I watched, I was like, well, <laughs> I don't see the appeal here. <laughs> and uh, yet you're but back. he has returned. <laughs> I'm back, and I will say this: some of this episode made me see. I made me think of you know i see the appeal now i oh, kind of good well yeah don't it was, spoil it but no, uh, we're no gonna spoilers. be interested to hear everything you have to say absolutely about it. um well that's great Who, kalanji me? uh you know now that you're here we we've sort of fallen into a rhythm of this show of checking in with each other um mm-hmm. what was uh so you know if you want to sit in mike's seat you know minding the you might want to put like a a couple paper towels down. Here's a roll. Yeah, of there, there's like a big indent. Yeah, like just because, like you know, where where he sits, he has a very specific, uh, like the memory foam has memorized exactly the in the way he sits. Yeah, all your roommates here are uh, starting to give me weird feelings. All my roommates? What are you talking about? You don't consider the rodents your roommates? Oh well, those guys are. Um, he, like, Common like mistake. Those are the so you know the animatronics from Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. If the animatronics from Chuck E. Cheese were a Russian nesting doll, and the ones in the Las Vegas Chuck E. Cheese are slightly smaller than those, 
then mine are the ones that would go inside of the Las Vegas ones. Adam, what is it with you and Russian nesting dolls today? I don't, I, I'm a little unsure about telling you this. Oh, do tell then. Please, share it. it don't, we won't tell don't anyone. Don't make fun of me. Won't okay? we, everyone who's listening? Don't make fun of me. But I think... I think I might be a Russian nesting doll. <laughs> now, I don't Do you think know. There's a, if there's a little person living inside of you? I don't know if I am the one that came out of a larger one or well, if there is another one living inside of me. But I have this feeling. I Adam, just know that some way, somehow... <laughs> I, if, if you, you think have about... a feeling that you might some way, somehow be either a smaller version of somebody that was once nested inside of them or might have a smaller version of you nested inside of you, you might be a Russian nesting doll. If if you think about it, grand scheme, aren't we all Russian nesting dolls? Um, I we all came out of way, someone else, but we don't all have somebody come out of us. So yeah, well, yeah, that de- that depends. Yeah, that does depend. But uh, y- you know, I don't really want to talk about. So that. wait, Adam, do you think you're like? Are are you? Do you think you're pregnant? Or I don't understand where this is going. It's not well. There, I don't feel like there is a another being inside of me. I feel like there might be a smaller version of me inside of me that if you were to open me up at the middle the same me would come out you see what i'm saying not a baby thank you for clarifying adam that makes a lot more sense (laughs) the statue of liberty example is the perfect one yes yes it was so uh that that's uh I think uh, for HIPAA reasons, we'll cut that out. But uh, Alex, um, let's change the subject. Uh, I'm sure Kalanji would be... Kalanji, are you a registered voter in the city of Limbrook? I was. Until? Uh, what happened? The incident. Oh, right. Oh, no. Would you care to share with our listeners? or? I mean, I know well, about I, this. Not... You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But it did... It, it up upended your life for a while. It'll make a good story at the very least, you know. Yeah. um, Alcohol is, you should always drink responsibly. And I had just turned 21 Mm -hmm. and I was not the responsible adult husband, loving father to three imaginary cats that I am now. And I, yeah. Yeah. Well, but how did that end up in your voter registration getting revoked? I guess. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. How? A to B. Well, well, so you know how some people are put on the offender list because they urinate at a playground? Well, you're talking I, to two okay. guys who know exactly about that. <laughs> and one I, in abstentia who knows exactly about that. <laughs> I went to the mayor's office. Oh, and we... Are intimately familiar with uh, the former mayor, Oscar the mayor, and oh. uh, Alex is, I don't know if you know this, and this is what I was getting at, Alex is running for mayor. That is correct, oh. yes, to replace uh, Oscar, who has since left this planet. Okay, okay. Uh, let me know if my stain is still there. Well, that's if I, that's o- that's only if I win. Well, but I, I will yeah, I check. 
Oh, I'll make you a deal, Kalanji. If I help yeah. you get uh, back registered to vote in Limbrook, um, then will you vote for me? And then if I win, I will check to see if your stain is still there. Yeah, this is I. I'm okay with that. Okay, <laughs> we have. I can even I can endorse you too on the campaign trail if you if you need. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, do you have any references? So um, this is your process as you vet the people who endorse you? That's probably something that more politicians should do. It's it's important to do. I want to make sure I know who's supporting me. So you're I about mean, to interview him for the opportunity to endorse <laughs> you. I'm a strange guy, Adam. Yes, I, I don't... Uh, I'm not unfamiliar with that fact. Please proceed. Yes. So just yeah. don't um references. I have a lot of character references. You can ask any of the characters in my book. Oh well, <laughs> oh, well we, we, we did hear, you know, we uh we alluded to um our dear friend Kalanji being an author of note. Uh, uh you wanna update our audience on the progress of your book? Is it still plugging a- ahead? It's still it's still coming along. Uh, a lot more than the last time I was here. Wonderful. And yeah, and we almost have an ending, like in mind, not written, mm-hmm. uh, but an ending in mind. Are, and just building stronger characters. If, yeah. If you were to guesstimate how many more guest appearances on Everybody <laughs> Loves Everybody Loves Raymond it will take before the book is done. <laughs> if we're going by an average of I'll be back in 27 weeks. It wasn't 27 weeks. I think it was 21. 21? Because we've released 29 episodes at this point. Yeah, 21 weeks. So, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, 21. A couple months. Every 21 weeks or so. 21 weeks. um, By the time we get to, like, season five, it'll be done. Okay. Well, that's something to look forward to. All right. Look forward to it. You know, it it feels like a long way away, but season two popped up. In, fairly in a, quickly in a yeah. second so we'll, yeah. we'll get to five very quick um i do want to follow up on my question that i asked you the first time that you were here is either ray romano or ray barone a character in your book and if not why did you not add it after we asked you to last time um my book is filled with fathers of varying levels of capability but none are as vile as ray ramon oh my god really that's sacrilegious wow i mean it's been doing okay lately so you must have some really good dads in that book yeah you must have a slew of daniel tanners in that book because (laughs) ray has been actually ray's been doing a really terrible job the past couple of episodes (laughs) Okay, but bad, the, bad timing. The most recent episode was good, but everyone before that was thoroughly average. Um, so you have not added Ray to your book. Well, it's been a pleasure having you, but uh, Please goodbye. Please exit the RV yes. the same way no, you no, came. No. Well, ordinarily we would uh, kick you off the RV for saying something like that. Uh, you know, the audience would not be happy with us if we let you stay on the show. And be a but we're going to let you stay on the show. Yeah, we really don't have a choice because it is impossible to do this show with fewer than three people. Um, so can you stick around uh, and go through season two, episode five with us? Yeah, I also think I'm kind of <laughs> stuck to the seat right now. There's something sticky Oh no, that I'm sitting um, in. Don't worry about that. Uh, That's, uh, you just that, put that... down more Viva. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll get you out of there before uh, before the episode wraps up. 
Oh, oh my God. Were we recording this the whole time? Oh no, I was recording a voice memo to send a mic on Grinder. Uh, oh, oh. Well, I let go. He's going to be gone. very confused. Yeah, he's going to be. Maybe we can uh, just plug that into the episode because it was a pretty solid first segment. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Welcome to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Officially, yes. I guess. We got to stop accidentally <laughs> recording things. <laughs> That's Alex Shear. I'm Adam Rudy. Hello. We're joined by author, dear friend, and most importantly, husband, Kalanji Bullock. Uh, Mike D is not here. Um, I don't know what happened. Something must have happened at that backyard barbecue, but hopefully we're, he'll get in touch with us. We're, we're going to go look for him after we're, we're done with this episode. Yeah, we'll pull off the signals fire hydrant <laughs> and uh, go looking for Michael. Uh, but for now... We're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 5, right after this. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'll do a suggestion. All right. Sport. Oh, apt. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, we're getting our asses kicked out there. I mean... Again, if Mike was here, we'd be we'd have a chance at this amateur podcasting softball league, but Oh, yeah. No, it's it's awful. I can't believe they're only they're making us play with only yeah. two people. <laughs> two against seven, it seems unfair. It does. It, you know what also seems unfair? The Baronis Sonus. Well, I think you're actually confusing sorry, let me take a swig of Gatorade here. Uh, that's fine. Sorry for going slow motion there and, uh, you know, dreamily getting doused in Gatorade. Um, I think you have the Baronis Zonus confused with other premium podcast subscriptions. Oh, did I mess up again? I think the heat's getting to me, Adam. You might need Mm -hmm. to go to the hospital. Um, The Baronis Zonus is actually not unfair. In fact, it's the most fair thing that you could do. Because unlike other premium podcasting uh, subscriptions, this is a one-time, pay-what-you-want, get-lifetime access to monthly bonus episodes of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, Every month, direct to you, pay one time, pay what you want, lifetime access. All you have to do, Alex, and this is what sets it apart from other premium podcasting subscriptions, is none of them will ask you to go to postfund.org slash donate to pay what you want for access to the I wish zone. I wish they would, though. I wish they would. Well, well, we're, you know, we're not supposed to tell anyone, but uh, while everyone was getting off of the charter buses for this amateur podcast softball league, I stole the RSS feeds of all of their premium uh, podcasting subscriptions. So if you go to postfund.org slash donate, you can have... I'll, you know, send it to you on the sly. Premium bonus episodes of, uh, who are we playing against? Uh, the, <laughs> the nut, the nuts. Premium baronis, I guess it's not baronis, premium bonus episodes of, uh, the nuts podcast, which is recorded by the planters company. It's Mr. Peanut talking about different kind of nuts every week. And then he does a, a, a bonus feed where he talks about, you know, colloquial nuts, testicles, uh, and it's much dirtier. It's an after dark kind of Mr. Peanut thing. All right. There, there, there's, <laughs> there's hyping up the Baronis Zonus, and then there's just lying. Uh, please give those Is that back. libel to the yeah, Planters that's... Corporation? <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Take well, to, uh, take me to the hospital, please. Then I'll just say postfund.org slash donate. You get the Baronis Zonus and nothing else. And uh, look, we got to get back out there and then we got to get Alex to the hospital. So you know what they say, right? Nope. Play ball. Oh, I'm, I'm not okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. We're here with Kalanji Bullock. He's back, baby, and better than ever. I'm going to introduce all of our returning guests that way by saying they are back, comma, baby, and better than ever. Kalanji, well, Kalanji are you better than ever? I am better than ever. Stronger. Well, there you go. Faster. Harder. More durable. Better. Yeah. Ooh, more durable. Yeah. We're thrilled to have you back here and... Uh, you know, I'm excited to go through season two, episode five of Everybody Loves Raymond with you. It's called Golf. And, uh. Oh, it, that's how it's pronounced? Yeah, Golf, not, uh. Jolf? Is it not Jolf? It's not Jolf? Uh, this must be a regional thing. Uh, yeah, Adam, I've been Jolfing since I was four. Since you were four? Yeah. One year after I'd... Tiger Woods, as we learned in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I, I, you know, I was a year too late. Your parents Otherwise, I wouldn't saw... be here. Your parents saw Tiger out on the green, and they were like, oh, shit. We got to get him out on the golf course. <laughs> golf course. Um, overall impressions of golf. Uh, fun fact, this is a uh, co-written episode between uh, Ray Romano, Kevin James, and uh, regular, you know, core Raymond writer um, Tom Caltabiano. So, Tom Caltabiano. Is that why it's funny? Is that why it's funny? <laughs> yeah, it's got that Kevin James voice that, uh, you know, really spices it up. Um, yeah, Kevin returned in this episode. Yes. I returned? Oh, okay. He's been in, I think, one been in a couple. so far? No, one or two. One or two. He was definitely in the uh, basketball one. In oh, Captain yeah, you're Nemo. right, you're right. He was in, uh, oh, he was in I Love You, I remember, because he burst into the shower? Right? No way, that was also Captain Nemo. He was yeah. in... Um, uh, it was in a recent one. Yeah, the recent one that we just watched. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ray's on TV. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's... Uh, and at some point, I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but, you know, the King of Queens, the Kevin James sitcom, is going to come out in a few years or soon, uh, as we are in the timeline of Everybody Loves Raymond. And the character of Kevin who first appears on Everybody Loves Raymond, ceases to exist because Raymond and the King of Queens cross over and Ray is friends with the character of Doug Heffernan. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Uh, let me show my age a bit mm -hmm. because I didn't recognize Kevin James immediately when oh. I saw him and I wrote really? down, is that Paul Blart? Yes, <laughs> yes it is Paul Blart. <laughs> That's Paul Blart. It's, it's the mall cop. That's how yeah. I know him too. When I was a, I don't know why this, I just remember this. When I was a kid and I saw like the box set that my dad had of the King of Queens, I didn't know Queens was a borough in New York. I thought the King of Queens was like a Game of Thrones-esque <laughs> like drama show. Fantasy. About a man who ruled over all Queens. <laughs> and I was very disappointed. Um, what a disturbing patriarchal fantasy that is. Um, it's just that's what I assumed. Yeah. Well, you Which, know, yeah, I guess it does say child. something about child Alex. Um, and I've grown and progressed since yes. then. 
You are a good man now. Uh, but let's do our overall impressions of golf. Uh, for me, uh, surprisingly nuanced and complicated episode dealing with themes of mental health and <laughs> healthy communication in a marriage. Like it's almost as if they heard our criticisms of every episode that came before that and is like, okay, we'll we'll do this. We'll show a nuanced, complicated, realistic, uh, or relatively realistic like conflict that resolves around revolves around you know ray having an anxiety attack um i wouldn't say it was like the funniest episode although the set piece of and we'll get to it of marie's role in this episode is very funny um but definitely like a good like you know a real interesting topic for them to take on so i really enjoyed that uh alex what was your overall impression uh, okay, I'll go next then, sure. I feel very similar, similarly to what you said, Adam. I think um, it's definitely one of the more nuanced episodes. I thought, um, while not like the funniest, I thought it was definitely one of those episodes that I really couldn't look away from, uh, like a train wreck <laughs> uh, that you just like have to watch. Uh, it's enjoyable in a weird way to watch Raymond kind of... Uh, try and figure out why he feels so crummy about uh, being able to golf. And I felt very similar. I, I, I felt what he felt in that, in those scenes where it's like, like golf should be really fun and relaxing. Um, and it's just like, because it's all based on that one little fib that he did to Deborah. Um, it's just like, he really can't enjoy it. And he communicated that well. And I f- literally felt that as it was going around. I, uh, I like this episode a lot. Awesome. Kalanji, I'll pass it on to you. Oh, well, I thought the first half of this episode was very funny. Uh, the second part, it, you know, it, it, the jokes dragged on a little bit, but uh, I did enjoy my experience watching this episode more than the last one. Yeah, the one that you watched last was season one, episode eight, right? What was that? What was it about? I yeah, really let me double remember. check. It was... It featured like weird erase comments from the dad. Um, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> oh, was it? It was uh, in laws, right? It was. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. in laws. Yes, yep. episode eight. Frank made those awful, awfully disturbing comments about like Cambodia and Vietnam. Um, he also didn't like the French. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so compared to that, you found this to be uh, more. Uh, enjoyable well so the first 11 minutes because after that i didn't really laugh much but Mm. but the first 11 minutes i legitimately did like laugh out loud which is you know very novel um i thought robert was hilarious yep Mm -hmm. Uh, i wrote damn it robert made me burst out laughing (laughs) (laughs) well don't spoil Uh, when that was that'll be interesting to no no i i it, it comes up, but um, it did make me think, wow, I, I do see why people did kind of gravitate towards the show. It did have a lot to um, not only laugh at, but to think about, too, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is pretty refreshing for a sitcom. Yeah. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I definitely see why um, it has a following. And if I do come back on the show. Uh, <laughs> In 21 which, weeks. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, if, you, if you find our, your way to whatever the Barone zone will be at that point. Yeah, I, I, I'll definitely uh, be looking forward to watching more. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, it's inter- It's interesting to now be having guests uh, two seasons into this, into watching this show, because I think our reactions to it come with a lot of baggage of seeing all different iterations of Ray. And then, to, you know, when people come back having just seen, you know, two episodes, um, you know, they have a lot less of that baggage and mm-hmm. I think can give a more, you know, like unweighted. What, the baggage metaphor is really what I'm carrying through here. Carrying. <laughs> they bring a carry-on of one episode of Raymond as opposed to a steamer trunk of two seasons of Raymond that we're carrying. So yeah. I think that's like, a, a really great perspective to bring. Yeah. Like people like those, those listening to the show, our show, not everybody loves Raymond, like are following, uh, our kind of, uh, you know, journey with the show, uh, Adam, Mike and I, and then it's, we're already kind of, starting to get this kind of like mini community of a couple of returning guests who will probably, you know, come back as every season or twice a season. And uh, I hope Kalanji will be one of them uh, that uh, we can kind of see them kind of grow or, you know, journey with the show in smaller chunks and see kind of how that differentiates from the whiplash that we normally provide you <laughs> uh, week in and week out. Uh, so great to hear. Uh, I agree, Alex. It's great to hear uh, that you enjoyed it, Kalanji. Um, but let's uh, start going scene by scene through this uh, as we do. So we start with our cold open. It is Ray and Kevin in Ray's living room watching golf. And uh, Deborah comes downstairs uh, and is like, oh, watching golf again, sort of setting up the premise here being that Ray is an avid golf fan uh and that is taking deborah sort of resents that or at least Mm -hmm. finds it to be taking up a lot of his time so that sets that up and uh ray and kevin are watching tiger woods playing golf and uh at this point tiger is 21 years old pre ridiculous uh sprawling extramarital (laughs) affair um and uh, he started playing golf when he was three. And, uh, you know, I don't know a ton about golf. I do know that Tiger Woods and his dad have a, a special relationship where his... Is it like a thing where his dad forced him to play golf at three? Or is it just like... Is it more nurturing than that? I I literally don't know. Uh, I do golf, but I do not keep up with the sport of golf, and I do not watch it. Mm-hmm. Mainly because to me, it's more like sleep aid than a sport. Yeah. So, um, Kalanji, you a golf fan? No, all the, all my like my older coworkers and like my great aunts, great uncles, they play golf. Mm-hmm. Never really found uh, my niche in it. I, it's not a very interactive sport. Not a lot of room yeah. for self-expression. <laughs> 
That's I've I don't know if anyone's ever said that. About, <laughs> if that's ever been anyone's critique yeah. of golf. Have you have you tried mini golf? That has a yes. lot more freedom yes. of expression in it. Mini golf is very fun. Mini golf is in my book superior to golf. Um by the way, mini golf, a lot of people don't know. A uh, golf is a if golf is a Russian nesting doll. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that but we see some footage. This is like real footage of Tiger Woods. It seems like they needed to pad this episode out. Um, real footage of Tiger Woods walking down the fairway, and uh, then he sinks his putt, and uh, we linger on some footage of Tiger Woods hugging his father for a very long time. And uh, this show That's of so interesting. Yeah, yeah my version did not have that. Really? Where did Wait, you really? watch it? I watched it on YouTube. Oh, you really did watch it on YouTube. I really did drop $2, $2 for the standard definition episode of oh Everybody Loves Raymond. I do so, own it. That's very which interesting. Is, which is novel. That is weird. In ours, because uh, Adam and I, we both watched it on the cock, the peacock. Ah, um, okay. And there was like a good like, what? What would you say? Like a minute long yeah. gag where Tiger Woods and his dad are hugging. And it cuts back to Ray and Kevin watching, and they slowly start to kind of get emotional and tear up until they have to like get make up, up an and excuse go to check on the car. Know, yeah, not look at each other because oh. you know men can't be vulnerable yeah. emotionally in the nineties. Yeah. It's legal. yeah, that scene read differently when you don't see it. Just you hear the announcer saying, "Oh, he's gonna go hug his dad," and you just see them going like mm. they're looking very lovingly at each other and like. It felt like they wanted to hug each other, which was <laughs> strange. Is like I don't, <laughs> Some I don't interesting know. Interesting context. Yeah, it, uh, it, it read it read differently without that. We, it is a thing that portions of this show are edited out of very like the syndicated version of the show that was like on TBS and stuff. Um, that has apparently a lot of the cold opens like this scene missing uh, entirely oh. or cut down, you know, to make room for ads. But on Peacock, they seem to be intact in their original versions. Um, so we can give you the Peacock login if you, you know, come back. You don't have to spend two dollars. Yeah, $2. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here, we'll I'm writing that. it down. We'll, we'll on post the... that on the Baronis Zonus. <laughs> yes. You know, we can all we can well, all yeah. watch. <laughs> just uh, just leave a sticky note on the dashboard. I'll I'll mm-hmm. uh, pick it up on my way out. No. <laughs> um. So we cut from our cold open to the anti-gravity opening. So there's a couple different openings to this show, Kalanji. You probably saw the first time you were here, the one where Ray is building like a Fisher-Price playset um, in the yard. Or maybe you yeah, saw that, the conveyor belt one where his family... It was the conveyor oh, belt, okay. yeah. Well, so this, this one's is a play a, on that. A variation on that, that um, it shoots and misses. Uh, it... Did you get to see the intro of no, the family? I I wish I did. The episode was twenty one minutes and like thirty seconds oh, long. Interesting. They cut that. And so out and too. I was like, I feel like the last one I watched was like twenty four minutes. So mm-hmm. definitely like three minutes wow. of footage just yeah. missing. Well, to catch you up, Mike and Adam hate the uh, the intro that Adam was about to talk about. I think it's fun. It, Anti gravity. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like the conveyor belt, it's Ray speaking to the camera, sort of describing his life. And he's like, I live in Long Island with my wife, Deborah. And then as he says, my wife, Deborah, a very poor green screen of Deborah 
sort of flying on like a wire swoops into frame and then swoops out and it it looks incredibly uncanny because the technology is not quite there yet so and it it, he does this for or the whole family swoops in at various points and it's just i don't know they had a good thing going with the conveyor belt but uh, yeah, the technology was not there for sitcoms to do this sort of highfalutin concept. Yeah, um, they, they just can't pick an intro. Could you imagine Adam not being able to pick an intro and just sticking with it? <laughs> Changing an intro every uh, twenty six weeks? I can't imagine that. No, um, never. But uh, we cut out of that. Um, by the way, are you guys get well, Kanji didn't, but Alex, were you getting <laughs> Peacock ads for uh, Lopez versus Lopez? That looks yes. good, right? Yeah, and I also got uh, the the new Dwayne the Rock uh, yes, Johnson show. Yes, Young Rock. Young Rock. I uh, gunned to head. I would rather watch Young Rock than Lopez versus Lopez. Uh, no offense to George Lopez on his yeah. fifth eponymous sitcom. I don't. I don't want to watch George Lopez unless he's jumping through the sky at yes. three a.m. Sands trampoline. I have no interest in George Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do a. I don't know if we're the people. We're getting to off do track. A, uh, uh, George, George Lopez, I, we watch. You know, I I, I will be uh, back more often for that. I'd oh. love to watch George Lopez again. Yeah, that might be a little Baronis Zonis action. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, that could be yeah, he um, may hate black people, but I do really like that show. Uh, one thing I do know about George Lopez is that he needed a kidney transplant, and his wife gave him her kidney, and then he divorced his wife. Um, Jesus Christ! Straight out of the Andrew Tate playbook, huh? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, jeez. I do, and I'm sad that I do. Um, We cut it back to Ray and Kevin on the couch. Now Michael's sitting between them. Deborah comes back into the room, asks Ray, Ray engrossed in golf, um, did you check Michael's diaper? Ray says, I think he's okay. Deborah lifts him, smells it, and uh, removes the child to change him. Uh, and Kevin, Kevin says... I'm not sure I could even pass that test. I don't um, even know what that means. It means Kevin must also have broken his bidet, um, as a reference to last week. Um, <laughs> Ray uh, and Kevin continue watching the golf, and Ray's like, oh, it's hard for me to watch golf because all I want to do is go play it. Um, he just got back from five days on the road covering sports, and Deborah um, wants him to be home, you know, obviously. Uh, and so he's afraid to ask her uh, to go play golf with Kevin for a day. Uh, so they come up with a little plan to manipulate uh, Deborah into uh, letting Ray go golfing um, rather than, you know, communicate or compromise. When or they ask. did this, when this was set up, I thought. Um, and this is, I think, why I was such a fan of the way this episode uh, turned out to be. Um, I thought it was going to be like, oh, Ray's getting one over on Deborah, classic sitcom husband move. But the fact that they do this and then point out that this is not a thing that you should do is yeah. classic. And it's, and it's not even like, not to spoil the episode, it's not even that... Deborah finds out it's that Ray comes clean of his own conscience. And I thought that was really unique for this kind of show. Mm-hmm. 
Well, not to give it too many points, and then you know we'll get to we'll get to that when we get there. But I say that him coming clean should have a an asterisk mm-hmm. appended to it, like a oh, big yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So their plan is that uh, Kevin will ask Ray. Uh, and Ray will say no to sort of be, you know, the model husband and father. Um, and then Deborah will be so impressed by his selflessness that she'll let him go. Deborah comes down the stairs and Kevin initiates this plan. And Ray says, no, I want to be with my family. Um, Kevin says they just resodded the Westchester Golf Club. Um I don't know enough about golf. Does that mean they replaced the entire golf course? That is a huge undertaking. You know, I know a lot about golf, and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it seems like a lot to resod a golf course. Um, oh, but, yeah, that, I think it, that's why it's a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it must be a huge deal in the local, you know, Nassau through Westchester County golfing community. Um, Deborah's not taking the bait uh, as they, you know... Kevin continues to try to convince Ray, and Ray keeps saying no. Uh, Ray, I thought the the physical gag of Ray going over trying to get Deborah's attention by taking the mail out of her hands as he's saying no uh, was pretty funny. But then Kevin comes up with this lie uh, that he knows somebody at the golf club, so they would be able to play for free. Um, and then Deborah says that she thinks Ray should go if it's free. Um, with the caveat that Ray should lay off of golf for a bit after this so that he can spend some time at home, including watching golf, playing golf, computer golf, Yeah, which in the 90s, I can't imagine, was incredibly immersive. Um, no, probably not. I'm sure there was a PGA golf game on, like... I'm sure there was, Yeah. it... Uh, what would you, like, point and click? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's the graphics uh, were good enough that you could just with the small inputs, like animation basically carried the game. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, it, it was fairly immersive. Oh, you did play uh, late 90s uh, computer golf. Yeah. Oh, so you're sort of an expert on this. Yeah, I, I expert in all things video games related, you could say. Ooh. Media analysis. <laughs> We should start introducing you. So your titles, dear friend, of course, uh, author, husband, media analyst. Yes. Okay, good. Just keeping track. Um, For next time. For next time. So Deborah says, no, watching golf, playing golf, computer golf, or dwarf on golf. Who knows this reference? Nope. Is that like a lawn, like a a game like lawn darts before it got revoked? So, Dorf on Golf is a 1987 comedy short film starring Tim Conway, and it is the first in the series of eight films using Dorf playing sports. So, Dorf is a character created by Tim Conway, who uh, was uh, the characters accomplished by Tim Conway taking off his shoes and attaching them to his knees and walking around on his knees um, and having regular-sized arms. Mm. 
Each film focused on a particular sport, with Dorf humorously giving instructions on the history and play of the sport. So I don't know how to respond to that. Yes, Did... humor was different back then. Uh, Look, short man. <laughs> I don't want to invite angry. I don't want to invite angry letters of people who you know. Dorf on golf is their favorite 1987 comedy short film, but. Uh, you know, maybe we should watch it and render an opinion, but just reading about it and seeing pictures of it, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Evidently, Ray liked watching it, I guess, and so that's included in Deborah's prohibition. But, uh, we cut to, from there, the golf club. Uh, Robert, Kevin, and Ray walk into the locker room. Ray won, Robert lost, and this is where we get the character trait of Robert... Uh, apparently he's a he gets very frustrated with himself is my read on it um so much so that he <laughs> screams curse words uh at the top of his lungs um and uh they come back in the locker room and uh ray wants to play another nine holes uh but he really should go home uh, but they, they're about to go play nine more holes because Ray's like, you know, fuck it. Uh, Deborah gave me permission. What's what's nine more holes? But Ray starts having, uh, you know, he starts feeling uh, tightness in his chest. He starts feeling claustrophobic. Uh, these are classic symptoms of an anxiety attack. And um, one they so Kevin and Robert don't really know what to do here. Um, but Robert instructs, this is the only thing worth really pointing out here. Robert instructs Kevin to go get him some water and Ray yells out, make it a ginger ale. And I'm holding up my mini can of Canada dry zero sugar, because even though we never see the can, you know that Canada dry Dry. dropped a little more money to get a oblique name drop in this episode. Kalanji, were you here when we talked about the insane product placement of Canada Dry in Everybody Loves Raymond? No. Yes, wow. Canada Dry is the primary sponsor of... When you think about a sitcom about a uh, man who lives on Long Island with his wife, three kids across from the street from his parents and brother, uh, Italian-American family, you know, twins... Uh, Doesn't it just make you thirsty? It makes you want ginger ale, the official drink of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I don't know how that... I would love to know how that happened. I would love to know how they willed it down to that and not like pasta sauce or something or, you know, Gatorade. I don't know. Mostly, so as coming from Overwatch, um, the most recent sponsor that the league has now is Butterfinger. And only because... They just want product placement. They just wanted to like put it in front of you know, eyes. So, yeah, interesting. So yeah, it could just be, you know, Canada Dry was like, find us a sponsor, find us something and, to sponsor. Yeah, yeah, find yeah. us something to sponsor, not find us a sponsor. Canada Dry, Canada brought, Dry to brought, brought to you by everybody. Love Raymond's. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ray. Uh, oh, and Kevin asks Ray for a dollar to go get him a ginger ale. Uh, And then we cut to Ray in the doctor's office. Um, It was unclear to me whether this doctor's office was part of the country club complex. I don't know (laughs) if you felt that way, but it like the the decor seemed the same. 
I don't know. No, uh, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and also the fact that Kevin and Robert are still, I mean, obviously it's conceivable that they would have all gotten into a car and gone to the doctor, but I don't know, maybe Ray, and this appears to be Ray's regular doctor, maybe Ray just goes to the doctor at the country club. I don't know. I I gave it a pass. I was like, you know, TV shows film on small smaller sets. It's mm-hmm. it looked like a doctor's office enough that it didn't like break my immersion. And the doctor was pretty funny. So oh yeah, the doctor was really funny. Um yeah. Oh, so you don't doctor, think that Adam? in the reality of the show, Ray goes to the golf club to get his <laughs> doctor's appointment? <laughs> um, okay. All right. No, that's also a valid position. Um. Kevin and Robert poke their heads into the doctor's office and Kevin thinks he asks Ray if he thinks it might be a deer tick bite. Um, (laughs) Ray says, no, this was something internal, something internal. Robert's line. This this was a really funny line of maybe you have a fear of public speaking. (laughs) And he's just, just quiet. (laughs) I, I did lose it at Robert's face after he said that. Like, no realization that what he said was just insane. Uh, no accounting for the context or anything. Um, but Ray thinks he's feeling guilty because of the trick that he played on Deborah. And Robert and Kevin leave. Dr. Sundram, uh, who we get his name in a subsequent scene, he's played by Iqbal Theba, who uh, you might know from Glee, where he played Principal Figgins uh, oh, for 58 really? episodes. Wow. I've never seen Glee. And uh, other than, I haven't watched it either. And other than that, uh, you know, working character actor, little bits here and there, um, recurring on a couple of different things. And, uh, you know, just another solid Raymond guest star. He uh, really crushes this scene. Um, his, like, manner as a very like um you know he's he's almost suave you know he's like hey play golf you know um he's a cool doctor he's a very cool doctor um he says uh ray is perfectly healthy this looks like an anxiety episode um and then he abruptly changes the subject did i see robert in the waiting room how are his feet doing (laughs) i tell you that was an uphill battle um, uh, I love the no context, yeah. no context Robert discussions that we get on this the show. The off-camera life of Robert is like the most fascinating part of the show. Um, the doctor says that Ray had an anxiety episode. He says his metaphor is your mind is, or I guess this is a simile. Your mind is like a donkey. You can only throw so many bags on its back. Uh, so he thinks Ray needs to relieve some stress. Asks him what he likes to do to relieve stress. Ray says golf. So the doctor says you should play golf. Uh, You got a wife, three kids, parents across the street. He says this anxiety attack was a long time coming. So he should do uh, what relaxes him. Uh, Where are we? So Deborah or Ray says, uh, so I have to tell my wife that I have to play more golf. And he says, the doctor says, doctor's orders. So Ray's getting up to leave, and he says, "Uh, by the way, would I see a podiatrist or a proctologist to get a foot removed from my ass? Wow. Which is very good. His dread. Solid line. I would have loved to have seen 
uh, I mean, we don't need to see it, but I can imagine the foot in his ass. Well, yes, I can. I can imagine that, and I can see that through the magic of Photoshop. Um, but uh, I would love to, or I can imagine the arguments that Ray and Deborah have gotten based on you know we've seen the basketball episode how Ray spending time away from his family at sometimes the worst times uh, really fucks things up. So. Uh, I can understand his worry here about telling. I her. do. Sorry to interject, but I do have a big question here. Mm-hmm. This isn't filmed in front of a live studio audience, right? Yes, There's, it is. It is. It is. Okay. Which we'll come back. Well, I'm sure we'll come <laughs> back to it. But but a line coming up got a very loud reaction from the audience, mm-hmm. which you know, you know, make, makes me wonder some things about uh the title character <laughs> the um the audience is a tricky thing um last week there was a joke do you know what gelding is yeah that's when you um castrate yes. a human no a horse <laughs> you know, it's, oh, a human oh, oh i thought oh it's like any castration no it's a, it appears to be specific to a horse is what we found but oh, okay. the audience... I only heard it in reference to, like, medieval torture mm. methods. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess we Yo. didn't think about that. The audience, when they... There was a joke where Deborah's reading a book, and then she makes some cutting remark towards Ray, and Ray's like, oh, what's that book about? Gelding? And you would think that every single member of the audience knew what gelding was. None of us knew what gelding was. Really? So it's interesting to see the... The gaps in, uh, you know, what we sort of suspected that that was a canned laughter moment because unless they bust in a bunch of horse farmers, I don't, we didn't really see how (laughs) everyone would get that joke. Or, you know, maybe they have like the the guy holding the sign that just says, please laugh now. Laugh now, period. Um, Ray, uh, or actually, we cut then to Frank uh, fixing Deborah's dishwasher. Deborah's in the kitchen with the kids, and uh, R- Frank finds some chicken bones. I was still writing down stuff from the last scene, and I don't remember if they revealed how the kitchen, the chicken bones, got in there. Did either of you pick that up? I think I one of the kids put their plate in the dishwasher with. Yeah, with like, chick- oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's plausible, certainly. Um, but Frank is annoyed by this. He storms out, uh, and on the way out, he runs into Ray. He yells, "What does he yell?" Some- no bones in the washer. Yeah, no or something. bones in the dishwasher. Um, Ray comes home and he tells Deborah, or starts to tell Deborah about getting a weird feeling in the locker room. We get a little insight onto another conversation that Ray and Deborah were having at some point where she sort of exasperatedly says, Ray, you are not gay. And Ray says, that's the line you were referring to. Yeah, because the audience laughs so loud, like noticeably louder Mm -hmm. at that than any other (laughs) uh, joke in the show. (laughs) And not to say it, like it wasn't funny, I also laughed at it, but the trope of Ray being questioning his sexuality has come up both times that I've been on the show. Really? Yes. What, what was the uh, other thing? 
the other thing um i think he asked am i gay like he, he was like uh he and deborah were talking and at the oh. beginning of the episode he just asks am i gay and then like no no one answers it <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, and then Ray, in response to Deborah saying, "Ray, you are not gay," says, "I know I you know. told me this is something else." <laughs> and isn't there an episode later on, Alex, that directly deals with this, of Ray having some feelings? I don't know. I feel I like don't there's one where hand. he and Robert are talking about it. Uh, you know what, listener, let us know. You look into it for us and then uh, tell us later if there is one. in a letter and mail it to Lindbrook, New York, or, Post or, Office or, Box 1. Or, you know, email us or DM us or, you know, we got the forums. Mm, I like that. There's something about getting a letter in the mail. Yeah, Adam, no one's doing that. I'd rather actually <laughs> talk to the people who listen to our show. Huh? I, I just, I think it's, it's a just... generation gap. I think uh-huh. it's super interesting that a sitcom would even like um, to not make it a one-off joke that the mm-hmm. main character is like semi-questioning, and they they play it off for laughs uh, like every time. But I do think it's uh it's interesting. Yeah, and you know, no slurs true. are being thrown, so I think it's, yeah, that's a way okay for the late nineties. <laughs> um, it's interesting because last episode um, was about Ray learning to play the piano as a child, and um, his dad Frank uh, did go on a sort of like little homophobic run about, um, you know, why didn't I just sign you up for ballet class? Um, and that is like, like, uh, like that feels different from this running arc of Ray being bi curious. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like uh, this is a, like a a, can- a canonical dimension to Ray, and I feel like we, Ray is a you know Ray is probably hetero flexible at least. Yeah, he's he, probably thought a l- like about it more than once. It yeah. seems. Yeah, I think he's thought he's it's come up too often for it to just be yeah like a passing what if moment. It's more like a a what if, but uh. With stronger conviction behind it. Yes. Mm-hmm. there. It feels like there's a there there, as the expression goes. Um, I wish they would have done a full-on, like, that would have been very bold for the late 90s, early 2000s, of having an episode where a sitcom dad uh, comes to grips with his sexual identity and, uh, you know, acknowledges that in a mature way that isn't like the... Yeah. The, I, I don't know if it rises to the level of a trope, but there's, you know, other examples of oh, he was married to the sitcom mom, and then he realized he was gay, and now it's gay dad, da 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 da. But like a an actual like mature and nuanced exploration of, um, you know, a bisexual sports writer named Ray Barone. I wish they would have had the balls to do that. There's um, probably fan fiction out there for the, exactly that, but I mean, it's the '90s. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I don't think it's sad to say, but the studio would have not allowed that. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, by is, no means is stupid. I'm surprised um, that uh, it that the you know the lingering doubt that Ray has is you know as 
it it it's at least semi prominent in my mind as being a thing that happens in this show. So, I mean, that's something, right? Yeah. Right. We don't have to talk about this anymore. I could talk <laughs> about this for hours. Um, but uh, yeah, he says, "I know you told me this is something else," and he's about to tell her about the anxiety attack. And Marie barges in. She is extremely concerned because Robert told her about Ray visiting the doctor. And Frank comes back. Uh, Marie tells him, you know, he had an anxiety attack. And Frank says, an anxiety attack? Everyone's having those nowadays. It's hip. That Um, is so relatable even today. Well, yeah. I mean, who among us uh, has not had an anxiety attack? Um, But, uh, yeah, Frank is like, everyone's having those nowadays. It's hip. Um, I think everyone's always been having those and maybe Frank is just now noticing it because the, some of the stigma of, is disappearing yeah, at this point. We're starting to actually, you know, I talk about it at this point yeah. in, in time in those, in the nineties. Uh, Marie says, it's not funny, Frank, our son has mental problems, which is a very, uh, just a great Doris Roberts line. Uh, and then Robert comes in. And, uh, you know, sort of enters the conversation and looks at Ray, uh, like, yeah. suggestively. So you tell her what the the doctor recommended for you. And uh, Ray kicks all of them out at this point because uh, Deborah is, you know, obviously distressed by the lack of information. And Robert uh, doesn't leave. Robert does not leave. Robert sits at the table and begins eating their salad with his disgusting hands. Um, and no dressing. Yeah, no dressing. He's just picking lettuce out of there, um, which is just seems unnecessary. A very Robert thing to do, though. It's a very Robert thing to do, and he does touch the lettuce to his chin as he must because of his obsessive compulsive disorder diagnosis. Robert, uh, Deborah asks if uh, Robert is staying for dinner, and Robert says, uh, "This is a funny callback." He says, "No, he and Amy are going to Joe Zoo." Uh, which is that Japanese restaurant. And, uh, well, Deborah says, oh, yeah, that new Japanese restaurant. And Robert says, it's Japanese. They make you take your shoes off. Deborah's like, yes. And, you know, she's just trying to get back to talking with Ray. Uh, And then Robert runs out of the room to make a call. So a funny callback, again, the off-screen saga of Robert, a funny callback to the doctor referring to Robert's feet as an uphill battle. Um, <laughs> so also Deb- surprising that he has a, a wife. Oh, it's his girlfriend. Oh, Amy. a girlfriend. Okay. Robert a partner. was divorced. Actually, I think this was first mentioned on your episode uh, or your last episode. Robert, um, his first wife divorced him for somebody that he arrested. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terribly sad. No, it? it's still, it's still, it's still kind of hard to believe. That's so. Oh man. Yeah. What? A, I love Roberts. Uh, Robert is my favorite character, hands think, down. Yeah, I think he's probably my favorite character too. He gets the most. I mean, the whole extended family, like the Barones, Marie, Frank, and Robert. Um, I feel like they get to be the heightened characters uh, and, you know, they get to have the most fun uh, on the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Deborah finally gets a chance to ask Ray uh, what happened at the doctor and um, she asks Ray what the doctor told him to do 
and uh, he very hesitantly says uh, that the doctor told him that he should play more golf, and then he shows Deborah the note that he made the doctor write that says more golf, and Deborah, I, I, I like that he said I, he got it written because he didn't think she would believe him. Yeah, which is fair. It is fair. It's an interesting diagnosis. Um, and Deborah takes a. You can see her wheels turning as she's wrapping her head around this. And what's the appropriate response? And well, he did just have a mental health episode, so I should, uh, you know, try to work to resolve that. And you know, not get in the way of what the doctor is telling him to do. So if the doctor says play more golf, he should play more golf. She leaves to get the kids. And uh, it's kind of sweet to Ray. She's like, I made you some lemon chicken. Uh, And then she walks out. Ray kisses the note because it is his free ride, as he later refers to it. Um, This is an interesting, this is like the dimension of this conflict that makes this episode interesting is Ray did not set out to trick her intentionally. He wanted to play golf, and he did trick her initially. But at this point, it's the ruse is going on regardless of what he's doing. It has its own momentum. So now the decision or the conflict is Ray deciding whether to stop playing this game and you know realize that he really doesn't need to go and play more golf. He had an anxiety attack because he felt guilty about tricking Deborah. So I think this is this scene sets that up in a nice way um, to the later one back in the locker room. Uh, okay, so we cut two from this scene. Deborah running around the kitchen. Marie comes in uh, and she says, "Are you okay, honey? You look a little drained." Deborah's like doing sixteen things at once. Uh, Marie has her sits down, has her sit down, and says, uh, "You know, you gotta help Ray relax. Maybe the way that you could help him relax is very simple. Are you making yourself available to him?" Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh boy, classic. I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think we found it. I think I, I found the point where it is now, like beyond, like. Even beyond like pushy mother, like invasive mother, like this is too far on too many levels. Way too far. Um, And, you know, it's interesting following up a really nice nuanced Marie Ray relationship to just the most like cartoonish way that she could be an invasive mother. Yes, please have sex with my son. Uh, I thought it's funny. So Deborah is like, "What? Well, how could you ask me that?" And she's like, "You know, running out of the room." And Marie's calling after her. You know, Raymond doesn't like to ask for things. Oh, he <laughs> does. He he has uh, no issue. Yeah, I think we've seen him beg, full on beg for good old sex before. Um, and then Deborah goes upstairs, and Marie calls after her, "Have a glass of wine first. Uh, and then we come from there. We cut back to the golf locker room. Robert lost, but this time he did not swear. He had some self-control uh, until he punches the locker uh, full force. I'm surprised the locker didn't uh, fully implode when yeah, he did they that. Break, uh, that breaks his hand or hurts him, yeah. so yeah. that's a powerful locker. Well, Robert has been there before, so we have to assume that the management, uh, after has previous in- incidents, has reinforced it. 
Um, and a locker wouldn't want to offend an officer of the law. <laughs> That's right. Um, locker is famously pro-cop because they have a lot in common with handcuffs. And yes, okay. Um, <laughs> that was a thinker. Yeah, I don't know. Um, where are we? Where are we? Uh, okay, so yeah, Robert punches the locker. Uh, Ray, uh, this time, so they finished uh, a round of golf and... Uh, Kevin and Robert are like, let's play nine more holes. But Ray this time doesn't feel like playing nine more holes uh, in contrast uh, to the earlier scene. Uh, He starts talking about, you know, he wants to go home. He feels like he doesn't deserve the free ride of getting to play golf whenever he wants that he's getting. And it's making him not enjoy the game. Um, And when they came in, Kevin alluded to the fact that Ray lost, whereas at the beginning, Ray won. So it's interesting to see how this guilt of maintaining this, you know, uh, status yeah. quo around the golf is is really affecting him. Um, he runs out of the locker room to go home and go talk to Deborah because he wants to get this off his chest and tell her the truth. Meanwhile, uh, Kevin and Robert decide that they are going to go play another round. And... Uh, Robert asks if he can have some more strokes because he thinks he broke his hand. Yep. So after that, we cut to Ray walking into the house, looking for Deborah, calling after Deborah. Deborah calls for him from upstairs uh, seductively, and the kids, she says, are at Linda's house. Uh, that's the first mention of Linda and or Bernie that we've had in a while. Ooh. Um and she wants Ray to come upstairs. Ray's trying to get her to come downstairs, but she's like, no, you got to come up here. And Ray's suspicious. It's three o'clock. This can't be sex. But then he says, you you know, come on down. But Deborah says, well, I'd have to put clothes on. And he's like, oh, shit, this is sex. I'll come up. And we cut to our most recent confirmed good old come sex. Counter. Come Plus counter. one. Indeed. Have you been here since we started counting the number of times Ray's had sex? No. Oh. No, no, no. It's not a count so much as like, uh, you know, how some bars will have like a ship's bell that they ring when something happens. Yeah. I is- think we did have sex in the episode I watched, though, at the end. Really? At- wow. Yeah. In-laws. Yeah. Like at the end where uh, Deborah's like, you know, you're being pretty mean to my parents and they kind of reconcile. And in that reconciliation, I think it's alluded to like they have sex off screen. Hmm. I mean, it's all off screen, but. Um, interesting. We need a bell. Yeah, we do need a bell. Um, <laughs> he has had it a fair, you know, for a guy who uh, acts like he, well, I don't know what the time scale is, but the guy, uh, he acts like he never has good old sex, but <laughs> he does have good old sex fairly often. I remember there is an episode about the amount of times Ray has sex. Mm-hmm. I think he mentions twice a month. Twice a month. Bi-weekly. But that I could be remembering incorrectly. Mm. Interesting. Um, post-coital. Uh, Ray and Deborah cuddling on the bed. Very sweet. And he starts talking to her sort of cautiously about golf and he admits that the anxiety attack that he was experiencing 
wasn't from needing to play golf. It was from tricking Deborah into letting him golf. Uh, he says, kind of played ya, sorry. Pats her on the head. <laughs> um, sorry. And Deborah's like, well, what about the doctor's note? The doctor's note was real, uh, but she asks him if he told the doctor that he tricked her, and he did not. And this upsets Deborah, rightfully so, to have been lied to in this way. Uh, she's sort of... Uh, you know, Ray did experience a mental health episode. She sort of, uh, at the very least, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, makes smaller. She's very reductive about Ray's anxiety attack at this point. Uh, she says, I think I deserve an episode, which, you know, I'm everyone on this show would benefit from some sort of uh, psychological or psychiatric, psych psychiatric psychiatric yeah psychiatric some sort of psychiatric or psychological intervention i think um in fact i think all people would um but uh she tells ray at this point she admits that marie came over and told her to have sex with ray and they ray freaks out because <laughs> now he's thinking about marie and his I mom love, asked his wife to have sex with him i love that he said it ew yeah because like like when i was starting to think about it, it's like wow that is kind of gross it's incredibly uh it's it's Invasive. not good yeah no <laughs> all boundaries eroded um and Deborah's also by the way then she starts thinking about marie and uh they both freak out um I thought it was interesting in this scene how they are yelling and freaking out, but they're also doing it in a, a way that is like, it's like they're yelling towards reconciliation, right? Because Ray is like, why do you think I'm confessing guilt? Guilt, that means love, he says, which is uh, interesting. Um, but Deborah says, yes, you confessed after we had sex. And De uh, Ray says, well, you're very good looking. Which is a funny little line. Um, it is. But they, it's, it seems like a very real couple argument in a way because they're both, uh, or like a, a fairly adaptive, like proper, like not pro, but you know, effective communication between the two of them because they do, you know, state their positions. They, um, apologize they you know and he says he promises never to play golf again but downgrades that to a compromise he says he'll play less uh and only if he knows that it won't take anything away from their relationship uh and deborah then suggests that they play golf together um it it was not a it it, it was a pretty effective am i wrong it, it was a pretty effective communication between the two of them it was nuts but it was they they came to a conclusion yeah. and i think they both uh came out of it for the better yeah. i like the resolution i do think that uh ray did get off a little too scot-free for my liking oh yeah yeah he, he he got he had with a lot this episode um yeah i think so I, I don't know. I think he apologizes fine. I don't know if he... Yeah, I, uh, I like the apology. Love the reconciliation. Maybe he should have had a little more punishment. Like, maybe we... Yeah. Uh, I would have enjoyed a scene where 
he's taking care of the kids mm-hmm. and while Deborah can like, you know, relax or take a nap or whatever. There's no uh, uh, yeah. reparation. There's no like restorative uh, <laughs> yeah. amends making going on here. Yeah. They He apologizes and they, you know, he yeah. learns a lesson and they compromise, but it, you know, yeah. the damage is done and Deborah clearly has had a very stressful whatever period of time this has been. So uh, I think you're right. Um, but we go to our hot clothes, and I, I think this is what you were referring to when you said your big asterisk about how Ray was <laughs> in this scene, because, uh, wow. Uh, so Kevin and Ray back on the couch in the living room, and uh, Deborah, they are watching golf, and uh, Ray is like, all right, you set? Uh, and at that moment, Deborah comes down with her golf stuff, and is like, all right, Ray, we gotta go. Uh, you know, we're get, we gotta make our tea time. And then Kevin says, you know, it's gonna rain today, don't you? And they're pulling another fucking uh, trick on Deborah. <laughs> right. So Ray doesn't want to golf with his wife. He doesn't want to golf with his wife even one time. I mean, come on. Clearly, Deborah, by the way enjoys golf she has all of her own golf equipment even robert who's been invited to all of these golf outings was using a rental golf bag if you noticed so mm. it, you oh, know I? it's not like it's something that deborah's uh clearly like I- encroaching on it's like this is something that deborah likes too this was uh, this really pissed me off yeah it for was for so for a sitcom, for com- for the sake of comedy, mm-hmm. it was you know it was pretty funny, but um, we're here to judge Ray's moral characters mm-hmm. as a husband, father, and a son. Uh, Holy didn't, Spirit <laughs> didn't do a lot of the the son part here, but uh, as a husband and father, he's a uh, yeah he's he's pretty low on this one. Yeah, well, I'm interested to hear what you're what you think about it. I think, by the way, that yeah, you're right. The the comedic setup of this, you know, the parallelism between the cold open and the hot close, great. You know, we call back to it. We hit the same beats. Um, strong sitcom joke construction. As usual, the reality of looking underneath <laughs> of that of that is uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> Especially and- because it seems like Ray learned his lesson there. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, let's talk about it. So Kalanji, it sounds like you're you're ready. You're locked in with how you feel about Ray I'm, and our classic barometer. Um, uh, well, let me just set up the barometer here. Even though it's oh, okay. classic, as we established last week, there may be some it new is. people. Um, it is the scale from one to ten on which we rate Ray's performance as a husband, brother, son, father, golfer, patient. Uh, what else was he in this episode? I don't know. Um, dishwasher destroyer um, with one being the bad men of television your Don Draper's Walter White's and ten being the great dads of sitcom history Uncle Phil Danny Tanner Kalanji how is Ray coming in for you this week now taking everything into account um, I really liked his apology I liked how he communicated eventually but again he lied he um he directly lied to her at the beginning had the chance to tell the truth omitted the truth which is another lie 
and in the process got her not only to do to continue doing the housework but to take care of their children and um even get you know have have sex you know, not to, not to say that you know married people shouldn't have sex but well, maybe I'll say you should. just because mike's not here you know he yeah. would want you to know that it's good to want to screw your wife <laughs> um go on uh, yeah i i just think that maybe um i didn't like that uh he did it while also hiding something from her mm-hmm. i didn't mm-hmm. that made me feel icky on the inside if I'm being honest, so I'm gonna put him at a three. Ooh, as a husband, Damn. as a father. Um, oh, you're doing a, a components thing, okay? Oh, oh yeah, okay. No, please. Well, please. No, 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 I'll, I'll say it's a, it's like similar score for for that. I mean, he let his son sit with poopy <laughs> jars for <laughs> however long he was watching golf. That is a good point that didn't <laughs> yeah. occur longer to than me. he'd want to admit, probably. Right. You know that's. Um, I think he gets a three there too because mm-hmm. he doesn't even do anything at the end of the episode to be like I am also taking care of it. like he's not even holding uh, a kid which could have been very you know very something small something that we see but mm-hmm. alas so your final score then is three three all right closer to a two you can do decimals if you want but, well, no, you're just I'll, generally I'll describing three. I'll just, I'll just go three. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Alex, what about you? Um, yeah, this is this is not good. Ray did not do good this week. Um, he did very bad. Let's Let me mentally review everything that happened in this episode. He... It all, like... I feel like it all started at like such a small little thing, like a one bad choice to just kind of try and manipulate his wife, uh, which, you know, that's just, that's just his parents shining right through him, giving him that, those, those bad, those bad ideas that just kind of, uh, just sit and like, you know, fumble inside the Barone DNA at this point. Um, I do really like that, uh, he kind of uh, had like kind of a conscience in the episode to where like he made a bad decision. He recognized that it was making him feel bad, like very quickly that that was his guilt. And then instead of doing the right thing, he then takes advantage of that to uh, <laughs> again to get more golf, which makes him feel worse. Um, so he makes the same mistake a bunch of times and eventually learns and comes clean, of course, after good old sex. So it's just like, I just feel like Ray just like took like way too many conveniences in this episode to just get what he wants before he had to deal with his consequences instead of doing what I think is the right thing and coming clean before taking advantage of what he would have received out of his uh, manipulations I'm I'm gonna think I'm gonna say three point five. Okay, three point five. Um, God, three point five. Okay, um, I agree obviously with both of you. The, I mean, on the one hand, I want to give Ray credit because he did have sex. <laughs> yes, of course, <laughs> that's an automatic point in my book. He um he felt guilty. And he did something about it. He apologized and admitted it. 
But like you're saying, it was a long road to get there. He had several opportunities to do that. He didn't, uh, you know, after the first anxiety incident, he did not then go and tell Deborah that he felt guilty and apologize to her. I think uh, he, he took the, as he often does, and as he's done since the pilot, he took the path of least resistance, which was to take the doctor's note and leave out the fact that it was not about golf, it was about guilt. And he rode that several times until it became untenable at Deborah's expense, like you're, you guys are saying, uh, being absent and increasing, you know, her share of the parent, the parental and household responsibilities. Um, he knew, I mean, he knew what he was doing, so you can't give him that much credit, even though he came and apologized at the end. I liked where they ended it. You know, it seemed like a resolution that worked until he went and did the exact same thing again, which, you know, is, he didn't learn anything. Um, I can't, I, I cannot in good conscience give him more than a 2.5 on this one. I was really, wow. the, the, it's not even Stay cowardice. It, it just, the fact that it feels so intentional, like, he had options, and he knew that he felt bad about it, but he didn't do anything. And then he went and did the same thing at the end. Um, that is a great point. Yeah. It's a sitcom, yeah. and this is not <laughs> going to have any lasting effects on the show or the characters. But, I mean, in a bubble, uh, not being Ray and Deborah, if this were two real people, which is how we try to look at these things, that's fucked up. So. Yeah. And also, it's, oh, it's, it's more oh I, I just think it's just more fun to to take it seriously yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and to try to like imagine if this was a real person we do yeah. get people who tell us to not take it so seriously and not to overanalyze this show and then they continue to click on a two hour <laughs> review of one episode <laughs> of everybody loves Raymond yes in many ways it seems like um what we think the point of this show and what people would like the point of this show to be uh, do not connect. But, you know... They still listen they to still it. listen. <laughs> you are welcome to do your own Everybody Loves Raymond podcast uh, is just is sort of my overarching philosophy about that, you know? Listen, God don't bless. listen, do your own thing. Uh, Ray, you, you live and let Ray, as I was, <laughs> uh, but Ray's average for this episode then is going to come in at a three even, which is an all-time low for our man <laughs> Ray Kalanji. You're here on a Hooray. very important day. Congrats! Drop the balloons, everyone. Ooh. Ray has never been worse. Do you guys have a uh, uh, champagne in the glove compartment? We have a. Uh, loose champagne that spilled in the glove compartment when we tried to christen the rv um okay yeah i'll, I'll definitely uh well you definitely take a it's a, very sticky. A lap of that. yeah it's, it's, it's now hitting a, me that we have rated ray worse here than what he did at that funeral yes when ray ruined that man's funeral and made it all about himself we thought this was still worse <laughs> what manipulating his wife is probably worse than that yeah, because his wife's alive. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. At least Gus was dead. 
You didn't have to <laughs> suffer through that. I mean, the betrayal. Um, yeah. I oh mean, my I goodness. Even with that in mind, I do feel like he is point three barometers less than he was then. Um, so yeah, that's. Hey, it's a down note to end the show on, but that's how we feel. And hey, maybe he'll do better next time. Uh, that's it for us. So, Kalanji, uh, is there any parting words that you want to leave us with before we hit our classic sign-off? Um, I need suggestions for a title of this book because uh, I would like it to have like a real title mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. How about... Everybody loves, everybody loves, everybody loves Raymond. Sponsored by Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, and then our our Apple Podcasts link. I'll give if you, you $15 bought... and a case Ooh. of Canada Dry. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you drive a hard bargain. And I am extremely thirsty. <laughs> If you don't get a better offer, uh, do you, the that offer stays on the table. Yes. Okay. And and that way, when when you're actually like negotiating deals, and you get an offer, you could say, "I do have another offer yes. on the table," and then not clarify. <laughs> well put. Yes. If hey, uh, reach out to uh, Kalanji. We'll drop your social link in the description. Reach out to Kalanji with unsolicited book titles, and uh, he will take them under consideration. But, I will. Uh, at, thank you again for being here. Uh, thank you for filling in for Mike. I think you know Mike's got he's got to step up up his game if we can find him to uh, not be replaced permanently. Yeah, he's got to actually show up. Yeah, I mean that's you know the what else? Minimum. I did want to say this once. This now means that I am the only person who has been in every episode <laughs> of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond, and I guarantee true. you that will not. That will not that will not stay true for uh, insanely long. I, as I'm sure I will miss an episode. Yeah, I think uh, if we all have missed one, I mean, there's an argument to say that we should never all three be in the same place at the same time as sort of a vice president, president not flying on the same plane kind of thing. Um, just if, in case something happens so that the show can continue. So that the vital work that we're doing here can survive any sort of catastrophe. Uh, speaking mm. of our vital work, uh, some of it is here on this free feed and some of it is over at postfund.org slash donate where you can get lifetime access to the Baronis Zonus feed for a price of your choosing. Pay what you want. Lifetime access, not a subscription. Um, we're doing a episode... Uh, it is a Judge Deborah over on uh, the Baronis Zonis feed for November, so that's exciting. Go check that out. Check out our other Baronis content from months past. Um, Barone Zone on Facebook and Instagram, Raymond at PostFun.org, and uh, that's just about it. Alex, any th- closing thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with before we hit the classic sign-off? Not that none that can come to mind, Adam. I'm feeling pretty good. So that means there's only one last thing to say. It's our classic sign-off, Kalanji. <clears throat> Everybody loves Raymond, and, and we Ray love you. you. <laughs> <laughs>